Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. Hello everyone, it's Linda Oja here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network, with another SBCN Global Podcast. And we have our regular guest here today, Steve Bates from Northern River Financial. Hey Steve, um, how are you doing today? I am doing great, how are you? Did you enjoy your breakfast? Yes, standing networking group uh, every Wednesday morning when we can. It's been going on for many years. It's one of my, my awesome. uh, favorites, actually. I love to see you being very proactive in that area. Um, I'm doing fine, just incredibly busy. Um, today, um, I think we discussed, we wanted to touch on the topic of mentoring. Yeah, I think we've sort of had a couple conversations in the past, and that's been just circulating around, and that's why I reached out to you yesterday with that topic, because I think it's a good one to sort of bring together. I think it's a good one. Um, we're both um, very much into mentoring. Um, I actually don't see mentoring as um, something that I would charge for. It's something I give back to um, small business owners and students and organizations who really need my help. Um, and this topic did come up um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, if, if I'm helping someone... In my, you know, in a business sense, uh, I call that business consulting. I charge for that. Do you think that um, we should charge for mentoring, Steve? I think that's the first thing I'd jump in and and ask you. I think in general, no. I think the one thing we want to be careful, though, as mentors or coaches, is that people are willing and and receiving of the information that we provide. I think there's so many people that try to get information and, and not participate in that process. As long as I see somebody who genuinely is looking for it and can benefit from it, absolutely not. I see it as giving back as well. I think it's a good part of what we do. It is, and I mean, in my early days, I didn't even know what a mentor was. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know, you know, who to ask for help. I mean, I eventually got the help. And um, I think in, in my early days, again, once I'd established um, a bit of credibility in their brand, when people asked me to mentor them, I didn't even think about charging, even though I wasn't um, earning a lot of money back then. Um, but it does come back. I mean, you don't do these things for it to come back and say, okay, now something good is going to happen. But... The people I have mentored have have um, not only really, you know, said thank you so many times and really appreciated it, they've referred me for paid work. And so I think that's one thing I would say is let's identify, first of all, which we have done, that mentoring in our case isn't something we get paid for. Um, but if you are a mentor and you expect to be paid for it, I'd make that clear up front because a lot of people can't afford to pay when they first get into business. Now, um, you sent me some, some awesome um, healthy habits of a small, small business owners. So I guess could you, you know, lead me into that bit of conversation? It sounds really interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, it's something that was rattling around in my brain and uh, I took post. You know, note of, of a word that was mentioned in one of our uh, podcasts last week about the whole concept of healthy and healthy habits. And I think that's something that as a business owner, our day-to-day can get so demanding at times. And, and we need to always find a way to look at how we live our life and how we, you know, the type of habits we in, in, employ during our life. Because I think a lot of the negativity, a lot of the stress is caused by people not actually trying to incorporate some of these habits into their lives. So 
there's a number of them, but I just thought that was a good way to pull it together and sort of, you know, give people some perspective of some of the things they should be looking at in respect to their everyday and the conduction of, the, of their small business. So, yeah, what I think, what I think um, I'd like to share with, with everybody today, I found this article earlier um, to do with mentoring, and it's really interesting. Um, it's a checklist for finding a small biz mentor, and so it's kind of um, from the person who wants the mentor, which I thought would, would go very well with, with what you shared with me. Um, if I was looking for a mentor, it says here, um, I'd want somebody who would be a good listener. Because, um, a, a, you know, part of your job, say, as my mentor, w- would be to involve listening. And then if we um, go back to, to the first thing that you've mentioned for uh, habits of small business owners, you said that they should be able to take care of themselves. So would that mean that they should be able to say to you, if you were their mentor, that, you know, you're not listening to them properly? I think there's two things that come from that. First of all, the probably the most important skill that a mentor should or, or a tactic a mentor should use is listening. I mean, they need to hear what the other person is saying in order to be able to provide some some positive and, and, and productive response to some of the challenges they're facing. The second part of that is the people who are asking for the advice need to be willing to accept it and listen to what the mentor is saying yep. because sometimes yep. they just get so caught up in thinking their own way and, and aren't opening their mind to that. That, that makes sense. The second tip, again, from if, if, I, if I was choosing a mentor would be that my mentor should have a track record of prov- proven success because if not, how can that person help me? So evidently, by looking after myself, the person who's going to receive the men- mentoring, uh, I need to look into the possible mentor to make sure that, you know, you fit my standard and that your accomplishments are something I'd like to emulate. So I guess... What would that be in your list? You know, it takes a couple of things, um, but I don't know that it's directly covered in that list, but as a habit for a mentor, um, it, it's certainly important that the people who are engaging a mentor have a perspective of the success or the advice that he's been able or she's been able to provide for people. Because the important thing about being a mentor, as you know, is that we need to have a, a sort of a wealth or a database of knowledge, mm-hmm. which is mostly acquired through our own personal experience and interacting and providing advice to people because Definitely. a lot of the things we encounter daily aren't necessarily new, but they are new to the people who are you know, facing those on, on, on a day-to-day basis with their business. Yeah, that, that is so true. I have heard some horror stories um, you know, where someone has acquired a mentor and you know, some of these people actually do charge for mentoring, as I said, and the horror stories go something like this. Well, you know, my mentor told me I have to do it their way, or my mentor said I I, um, I have to um, do something I'm not comfortable doing. So for me, that's not the kind of right way to go. Um, I do believe, though, that if, if we look for the right the right mentor and we are able to say to them without, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Insulting them. We don't think you're, you know, you're a fit for us. Um, that's the other thing. Understanding my industry. So, I guess a couple of years ago, um, I was mentoring uh, businesses for two years with an organisation, and uh, it would mean that I'd take on the business for two years and, and then send them on the way. So, the organisation who I was, you know, donating my time to, they they phoned me one day and said, could I take on? Uh, the ownership of mentoring a person who wanted help with accounting. 
And I had to say no, because that's not my forte. That's not something I could help them with. So if I'd have said yes to that person, then I wouldn't have understood their industry, would I? No, I think there's two aspects of coaching or mentoring. I'm not a big fan of the word coaching. Mentoring is really no, no. Uh, it's a testament to what we really do. And I think the two key pieces there is, number one, there is general business advice and general uh, philosophical uh, information that we can share with people that isn't really different in terms of different industries. But the key part is if they're looking for technical mm-hmm. advice, then they need to be affiliated with somebody that is in their profession. I because been that's something not anybody else. I mean, I can't be an accountant and tell a barber how to cut his hair. Right? <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I think I'm in the hardest one, really, uh, with my speaking business, because people do say to me, can you can you mentor me in speaking? Can you you um, ensure I become a professional speaker like you and earn you know, big money? And I go, no, I can't, because I actually am not. I wasn't taught how to speak. I've never been to Toastmasters. It's something that I just do naturally. Um, I can give people tips and ideas, but I think, you know, they need other skills that maybe I can't offer them. And that's another thing. um, If I was looking for a mentor, I would hope that you would have some skills that I don't have because um, that would help me grow, wouldn't it? And it would help me see outside of my own little bubble. Isn't that the whole point, though? I mean, people need, and that's why they engage with mentors, is to help them leave their comfort zone, to really to help them think outside of their normal day-to-day thinking and to help them find those areas that they're not comfortable with and help them reach into those areas. You talk about public speaking. There's mm-hmm. a natural fear for some people to do that, but in some businesses, that's something you need to be able to do. Yeah, there are some true. tools you can engage to do that, but you need to find somebody who can help you with the areas that you really are having challenges with. And the other thing I love, again, if you were going to be my mentor, I'd look to you and say, well, have you got an extended network of relevant business contacts? I don't necessarily want you to refer them, me to them so that they you know, buy my products or services. But basically, if you're successful in your industry, you've probably met lots and lots of other people who might be good contacts for me in many ways. But if you come across a mentor who has no contacts at all and doesn't know anything about your industry or is not successful in their own world, would that make a good mentor, do you think? Uh, You know, I think people need to really do their due diligence on somebody who holds themselves out to be a mentor or a coach. And certainly the connectivity that they have, the breadth that they have in terms of the mentoring that they've done, the demonstrated skill set, the track record in terms of people they've worked with, the testimonials. I mean, that all is something people should be looking at. And, you know, that applies to any purchasing decision or engagement position because people need to be really self-informed and do the due diligence before they engage with particular people, whether it be mentors or whether it be car mechanics, because they need to know who they're engaging with. And a lot of people do not have success with some mentors because they really don't understand what they're asking for, who they're asking it from, and the nature of the relationship between the two parties. Well, you know, I do get insulted sometimes, and I'm a really nice person, but when somebody emails me and said, blah, blah, said, you know, you'd probably give me an hour of your time just to point me in the right direction and I don't mind doing this Steve and uh, I I turn up and I say okay so um, do you actually know what I do and they go no and I go well did you look at either of my websites and they go no and I go well how do you know I can help you if you have no idea what I do well Fred Blog said you can help me that's insulting to me because basically I think they should take ownership and do a little bit of work themselves what I'd like you to go through now are your healthy habits of small business owners because We've done the, the thing from my perspective, looking for a good mentor, but what should I also be doing, you know, to help myself? 
Sure. I think one of the caveats in what you just said, though, is people sometimes don't know they should be doing those things. And so exactly. that's sometimes where they reach out. That's one of the first things they learn, right? But I think there's other healthy habits that any small business owner or entrepreneur should have. I think one of the, and I think we've already mentioned it, is the power of thinking and listening. It's so important. People need to be positive thinkers. They need to be listening to the clients. They need to be listening to the sounds and the environment around the business to know what's working, what's not working. Mm -hmm. That thinking is forward thinking. I mean, you can't be just looking at what's happening today. You have to be looking at short, medium, and long term. No difference in my business in terms of financial planning. That's part of the concept. So those are a couple things that are very important. I think the strongest one we've talked about before, too, is the whole concept of time management and absolutely doing your best to be organized. And some people need help with that organization. Mm-hmm. And they're just going from problem or issue to challenge every day. And there's no, there's no way that they can really accomplish anything when they're just going from one to another to another. They need to have some structure to their environment. That's true. Um, I like the fact that you've mentioned positive thinkers because it's really easy to be demotivated and give up, isn't it? You know, and I think that's sort of part of what we talked about last time too is the whole people, the whole perspective that people need to have is that they will have challenges, they will have issues they've got to deal with, but they've got to try and maintain positivity. I mm-hmm. think the other part of that, some of the habits come into that too, is really looking at balancing your life. I mean, 24-7 is not a norm for a business owner and it should be something where they balance out, you know, respectably having time to balance their lives, spending time with their family, mm-hmm. planning for their business. That's in fact, they do have lives outside of their business too. And all those have to be incorporated into that, that weekly schedule in terms of your time management. And you know what? I, I share um, a tip that's worked for me for many years and, um, in fact, somebody you know recently says to me, "Well, how do I how do I balance my time because I've got two businesses? I, I do an awful lot in the background, as you know." So I says, "Well, I use my I use my phone, obviously my my computer. I've got calendars on there, and that's got most of my business stuff on there. But then I have a, a planner on my desk, on my wall, whatever. You can have an erasable one, or you can have a throwaway one, whatever you know." And I put on there all my personal things, whether it's doctors, family, going to the movies, whatever. Um, And then um, I do like a colour coding thing as well, so I know which ones are more important than the other. And so I know then when I look at my business calendar and then I look at my personal, you know, what I can see every day, I know that, you know, I may be working too hard, haven't got time for the family, or I've got a little white space where I can fit in something I really want to do, and that could be, say, going on holiday or something like that. Um, we've, we've just got to decide which what works for us, right? Um, if you live with me, Steve, and you saw my office, I'm not organized, I'm very untidy, and I have a lot of stuff in my head. I'm a multitasker and it works for me, otherwise I wouldn't still be here. Dave, my husband, is completely different. And I'm guessing you're more like Dave, aren't you? You write things down and you have a different way of, of planning your stuff, don't you? You're well, I think there's a couple of things that come into that. I mean, uh, I've got a couple of businesses, like you mentioned, so I've got to be able to balance out the time allocation for those. I've also got travel, as you know. I've also got staff that have to rely on me scheduling time accordingly so that when they're engaging with clients and scheduling my time that they know exactly where they can do it and when they should do it. But I think 
organization to different people. And that's why working with a mentor is, is a good way because some people that don't know how to organize themselves or have different ways of organizing themselves. And I think by working with a mentor, they can help sort out, well, what is the best approach potentially for that particular for, person for them, having yeah, a challenge? Yeah. I, I like to give people choices and say, well, this is my way, but you know, I can introduce to somebody who's really good at this. I also wanted to touch on, Steve, the fact that we will always need mentors. We will. I've still got mentors. You've still got mentors. It doesn't end when we become successful, does it? And I found this awesome article. It, it is from January 2016, but it's Women in Journalism Launch Mentoring Scheme. And basically, it's um, to provide support for these journalists who are moving into senior positions in the in- industry. So that... that says to everybody, right, you know, we need mentorship from day one right up until maybe we retire. Would you agree with that? I do. You know, you speak to an article that I hold clear to or dear to heart too because my son is a broadcaster in broadcast journalism and there's such a change in that industry that people who are complacent who are doing things the way things used to be done don't know how to change with the times. They don't know how to change the dynamics in their industry. So as as a professional both you and I have and always will engage with mentors because we rely on them to provide us with a, a different thought pattern or a different concept or things that we can bounce off of people in terms of getting a perspective on ideas. But you've always got to be learning. You've always got to be enhancing what you do. And you also really continually have to be educating yourself in, in your particular craft and certainly in, in operation of your business too. Yeah, And, you know, till the day we walk away from our business or our Dave, you know, I, I, I work working for a large organization. Um, Dave's organization, as you know, it's um, a global organization. Um, they've now started asking their people to, to mentor new people or younger people, and there's always time to do it. I just noticed this quote in it. So the, um, I'm getting all this information about women in journalism from the, the Guardian uh, newspaper in the UK. It's online. Mm-hmm. But I love this quote. I really love this quote. <laughs> um, Madeleine Albright famously said, there's a special place in hell for a woman that doesn't help another woman. And she says, I've been lucky enough in my own career to be encouraged and inspired by the women around me. So I'm so delighted to give a helping hand to the next generation of leaders. So I love that because um, I feel... I find in the community you and I live and work in, Steve, um, women do help each other, but also men help each other and then men and women help each other. But I do think that, you know, women do have a bad a bad name for not wanting to help each other, but they do. I know they do. And um, I think we should stress that even more, the fact that, you know, if we can help each other, help other women, help competitors, we get on much better, don't we? Yeah, it's funny you brought that up because it's absolute coincidence that as you're talking about Madeleine Albright, she was actually speaking on uh, TV last night at the Democratic Convention. And oh she spoke God. to some of the things that you just mentioned, uh-huh. right? And I think if you listen to, to Bill Clinton later in terms of the way he endorsed his wife, it is amazing what people are doing and encouraging in terms of, you know, people who have had very significant success are still learning from people in, in, in their professions or in their callings. So it's always important to be, and I think what we do as mentors and as, as business owners is by giving back, it's our way of helping people go through some of the things that we've gone through that mm-hmm. are challenges. And I think, you know, I find a, a positive benefit from that. And it's kind of an encouraging and a motivating factor as I even look at my own business. So I think there's a, there's a, a big circle there of, of support that people need to tie into. 
Uh, the other point I'll make, though, and some people are not as sure about this as we are, so I'll make this clear. Mentoring um, can go on forever as far as I'm concerned. You'll probably change your mentors over time, but mentors don't do the work for you. Mentors don't actually wave a magic wand and it all happens. There is a lot of work involved from the, the person we're mentoring. They still have to do a lot of work, and if they're not into it for the long haul, then they can't expect people to you know to help them because... We also have work to do. We also have lives. And I've come across many people that says, well, you know, no, I, I didn't think I had time to do that, but maybe you could do it for me. And that's not going to work, is it, Steve? Well, absolutely not. That ties into the subject of our last podcast to some degree, but we're not there to do the work. We're there to facilitate and assist people find their way of being able to do and even deciding what they need to do, but at the point of being able to make that decision. That's one of the other healthy habits, too, is people need, in a small business, to be able to make decisions. We talked about that last week Mm -hmm. in terms of you can't run a business unless you're able to make a decision on things at the right point. So I think people need to be looking at the fact that a mentor is just an enabler. They're not going to be there to do work for you. They can give advice. The only person who's going to do it is you. Mm-hmm. That, that is so true. And I find today there's a lot of help for us all online and it's free help. So I also, you know, point people in that direction. You, you know, there's a lot of help there. Read um, this article or, or connect with this person and that gives them more outreach. Um, I love the list that you came up with today. Um, I think the, the the last one on the list I really like is that they are efficient. So the people we're mentoring... They, they should be efficient if, it's, if they're going to have healthy habits. So what does that mean, though, really, in, in your mind? Everybody's got so many demands of their time on a daily basis that they need to find the best way in their own capacity to be able to handle the tasks that they have on a daily basis, whether it be engaging the clients, doing your accounting, and realize that um, from an administrative perspective, as an example, sometimes you can't do everything. So efficiency can also equate to bringing in people that are going to take on some of the routine functions so you can focus on the things that are really generating the revenue and engaging with clients for your business. But you've got to try and look at where you're wasting time or ways you can enhance what you're doing or ways that you can trade off what you're doing so that you accomplish everything you need to accomplish and find the best way of doing it in terms of the way you work within your business. Mm. Now, you know, we're all really technical today. We've got a lot of techie stuff going on. So, um, like, say, for instance, today my, my email wasn't working. So would I turn to one of my mentors and, and you know, say, can, can you tell me why my email isn't working? Or should I just, you know, try and plod my way through and go to a help desk or something? Because that's another thing, knowing why our mentors are there and what they can help us with and having some some rules, I guess, as to what what we can help them with or not. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think the extension, though, there is you need to be having technical resources within your business that are going to answer those questions for you. So you talked about accounting. If I had an accounting question, I'm not going to reach out necessarily to my mentor, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have an accountant or somebody that is in the accounting profession that I have a relationship with who can answer those questions. Because how much time do we waste sometimes by trying to go online mm-hmm. and research an answer or try and fiddle around with the computer to try and get something to work properly when you really don't know what you're doing? 
And so why waste your time doing that if you've got resources that can actually take care of that for you? And I know you money mean, is involved sometimes, but yeah, yeah. Well, it needs to be those yeah, we have to, we have to Yeah, we always have to find the money for that. Now, just to be clear on this, um, mentoring is completely different from the barter system. As you know, when we barter, maybe, and say, well, Steve, I'll do your accounting if you help me with my graphic design. Some people get confused about that too, don't they? Well, that's not bartering. It's just an exchange of business services, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's important that, you know, if I'm getting somebody to do my graphic design, I'm trading off by doing something that I'm technically efficient at for them. But Mm -hmm. it's really just another form of, you know, compensation and and, and reciprocal compensation. But it really is outside the mentoring side. It's really more of a technical relationship at that point. So what words of wisdom do you want to leave us with, Steve? Because I know you've got lots up there in that healthy brain of yours. It's from the healthy habits, right? <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I look at this list every once in a while and realize, you know, there's some things there that I need to be refocusing on. We've had discussions on some of them. I think that's part of having a mentor. So as much as, you know, we may think we're good in what we do, there's always room for improvement and there's always oh, time yeah. to reflect on our habits and maybe making better choices uh, in some of the things that we do. But never close your mind. Never just say, well, yeah, I am a forward thinking. Well, you know what? You may not be what you think you are, and sometimes mm-hmm. getting that advice from other people can help shed that information, and you can see it in a different light or maybe consider things you haven't. Well, listen, you run, or well, not run, maybe drive or walk to your next appointment safely, and we'll have another chat next week, and thank you for your time, Steve. All right, you have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 